Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Well, do you know me as a pretty level-headed guy for the most part? Very level Take things in stride. Um, if I was Dan Campbell, I'd be losing my mind right now. Why is that? Because Dan Campbell is getting... He's getting it both ways. I have heard the criticism of Dan Campbell that he was too emotional, you know, going for it. He had to go for it, had to be in character, and he was irresponsible and not, you know, not not coaching the proper conservative way in the playoffs. And I also hear everyone saying Dan Campbell is beholden to the numbers and the analytics. He doesn't have a mind of his own. He's just going with what the computer tells him to do, and that is to go for it on fourth down. Can't be both. You can't be beholden to the numbers and the analytics and also a creature of your emotional decisions because you just want to go for it because you go for it all the time. And I've heard him criticized both ways. That's that's an opposite argument that people are making about Dan Campbell. One or the other may be true, but you can't be your decisions can't be so analytical that you take all the emotion out of it or so emotional that you take all the analytics, analytics out of it. But they're saying he's doing both right now, and and why the Detroit Lions lost that game to the San Francisco 49ers. I don't think he cares. He seems like he is comfortable in his his own skin, yeah, and he's he said, comfortable with his own mistakes. He said he understands the scrutiny. Yeah, but he said he's not going to. You know, he said I I'm, I'm going to stand by my decisions, and and I I like that accountability from a coach. Now, if I'm a Lions fan, I don't know how great I feel about it, but I think you know you had a 24 seven lead. And you want to do everything in your power to keep that lead. Um, it's not his fault they fumbled the ball. I mean, he, like you said yesterday, called a running play. And the guy booted the ball. You know, an interception clanked off a guy's face mask. Like, the the fourth down and, and three that they went for hit the receiver right in the numbers. It's the right call. It was a bad execution. We told you yesterday, the analytics were a toss-up. The analytics did not say that Dan Campbell made a mistake right. in going for either of those fourth downs. In fact, the numbers, by at least a, a couple of metrics, said he actually slightly increased his team's chances to win by going for it in each of those fourth down situations. Now, I certainly will listen to the argument that you know maybe it would have been better for the team in those situations had they just kicked the field goal. Well, it's, but it's, he's not. He wasn't going against the numbers when he went for it. That's for sure. It's just like. <laughs> It's just like every Wednesday we come at, come in here after Luis Garcia was called on to hold the lead and he didn't or 
or, you know, Brent Honeywell serves one up, and everybody on their couch knew that that wasn't the right move um, after it happened. You know, and that's it, the second guessing of, of – of, it's what makes this all sports sure. great, certainly. But you have such a clear eye after the plays already happened. It's moronic. It's masturbation is all it is. Coming in here and going, he should have done this, and he – you don't know what he knows. You don't you're you don't know. You don't know if Mike Schilt walked by Brent Honeywell's locker and he's like, "You stink. You smell like Coors Light. I'm not going to you today even though the numbers said you should I should go to you." You don't know that. There's a billion things that we don't know, but we like to come in here the day after something happens and go, "Well, it's very clear you very clearly should have done this." I I think the second guessing after it, I get it. It's part of the gig. It's exhausting. It's exhausting. The guy, there's a brilliant thread I read yesterday from an actual mathematician that that kind of laid out, um, you know, what, and he makes the the valid, very valid football points is, hey, their offense is on fire. The kicker that they had is not the kicker they started the season with. Many don't even consider him a kicker in the NFL. He did what he had to do to win the game. He just didn't win it. The the, The process was right. The results were wrong. And it happens that way. It's sports. I think the rise, though, of the prevalence of analytics becoming more used in sports is very interesting when you compare it to football and baseball. I want to talk about this coming up. We have a game of Take on Woods in just a couple of minutes. The phone lines are open if you want to try to qualify for our trip to Las Vegas. Call now, 833-288-0973. Get on the line. We'll play here in just a couple of minutes. 833-288-0973. I think it's hard to argue that analytics has been bad for football, at least for fans, because can we all agree that one of the most boring plays in any football game is a punt? Yes. I mean, occasionally, once in a you know, blue moon, someone will return one for a touchdown. That's pretty exciting. But 90% of the time, it's a fair catch. It goes into the end zone. It's just kind of a stop down. Even kickoffs and field goals aren't that You'll see them when you're watching Red Zone, but if you have a team that you follow and you watch those games every week, you probably see a punt return once every two years. The the kicking game is is an essential part of football, but it's also the least entertaining part of the game. And what analytics has done is it has taken the emphasis away from the kicking game and more toward offenses. A fourth and three play. A do or die. You got to get the first down. You've got to get your star man. players on the field making <laughs> a huge play. That ball is in the air. The quarterback throws it up. The receiver is diving. Whether he comes up with it or not, that's hugely entertaining it's, for fans. It's amazing. And because analytics in football have shown the value is often higher in going for it than kicking a field goal or punting from the 45-yard line in those situations, we as fans have been treated to more entertainment as football watchers. So analytics has been good for us as fans in football. I think in baseball, the reverse has been true. Analytics has shown teams more efficient ways to win games. good point. And those efficient ways to win games, which, you know, before they banned the shift, involved... The defensive shift. It involved players not being so worried about striking out and swinging, you know, for the fences, the home run, the strikeout game, things that un- undeniably have made it 
more likely that your team wins has also made the sport less entertaining. Don't steal. Oh, it's dumb to try a steal. Even if you make it 75% of the time, you're losing value for your team. Steals are exciting to watch, and they, they took those more out of the game. And it's why in recent years, until some of the rule changes, last year kind of took away some of that. Analytics was hurting baseball. Well, you're missing the, the biggest point of all is that when people hear the word analytics, it's like the boogeyman. They go, <gasps> Which is ridiculous. <gasps> and, it's ridiculous. Know, Flor- get, o- get over that. Mike Florio yesterday tweeting about he talked to an unnamed coach. And the unnamed coach said, well, the only reason – this is a quote, allegedly. This allegedly happened. From a coach who probably wasn't coaching in the, in the conference championship. Correct. The only reason analytics exist is so that those nerds can have a job. We just heard Goose Gossage. I mean, look, there's – You're now, a nerd, too. Yeah, there's arguments for both. It's just information, man. It's just information. If you're a – no matter what you do for a living, you just you want as much info as you can get. So you know how to tailor your job the right way to give you the best chance to win, whether you're uh, a salesman or a plumber, uh, a a carpenter. You want the best way to do the best job that you can. But they hear that word and they go, Yeah, you got to get over yourself if you're afraid of the word analytics because you use analytics every day in your life. We all do. In every decision that you make. Now, some decisions have been very easy. Like, for instance, let's say you just scored a touchdown with zero time left on the clock, and it's 24-24. You kick the extra point to win, or do you go for two? Well, of course, you kick the extra point sure. to win because you make that 90-something percent of the time, and you only make it for two, 55, and you only need one to win. That's an easy analytics decision. Now, they have taken it to the point where they're just taking the more complex decisions and trying to figure out where the most added value is. But you've always used analytics to make decisions in sports. Hey, when you've got a 3-0 count and the number 8 hitter is up and he is batting 180 and the bases are loaded and it's a tie game, you give him the take sign. That's analytics because, well, it's likely that that pitcher is going to throw a ball in one of their next three pitches, and you don't want the guy... I give him two take signs, exactly. my friend. I and give that, him two. That is something that you would call old-school baseball. You know what it also is? It's analytics, because analytically, you know, hey, if he walks this guy, we win the game. We force in the winning run. I don't want my guy swinging and popping up at this pitch when he has three chances to draw a walk. Why would you let him swing at the first one when the pitcher could trip on something and throw a ball? That's analytics, too. We just never called it that back in the day. Do you have the Ollie Marmol uh, audio, Paulie? I'll grab it. Okay, Paulie's got this this audio yesterday, and you know I know we're going back and forth football and baseball. Um, but I, you know, when you're when you're a when you're a head coach, like you said, all you're trying to do, Ben, is just get yourself in a bit better position uh, to to win a football game. And had had Je- Jefferson caught that ball on that fourth and three, it's a different ball game. Bro, Reynolds, uh, Reynolds, I'm sorry, ball hits your numbers. You make that catch. We're probably not having this discussion. So um, Xavier Scrugg sat down with St. Louis Cardinals manager Ollie Marmol. Let's play this quickly, and I know we got sure, take on yeah. Woods coming. We can push it. Too. Yeah, we it can. doesn't matter. Um, and he asked him about analytics. We all handle and have to deal with pressure. It fuels me. Mm. Um, I don't think I would not wake right up one. to right. analytics or oh, old school versus new school. Mm. It, it's neither. It's 
man, like you're using a ton of information to help you make decisions that are sustainable over time. Right. And when you look at the game, you have to remember you're dealing with humans that have a heartbeat that experience pressure and anxiety and some handle the moment a certain way, some don't. Mm -hmm. So it's great to have this information, you use it, right? but at the same time, all you're doing is applying it to what you know and your eyes see mm -hmm. and your gut tells you. So when it comes down to it, yeah, I want as much information as possible. I wanna be able to process it, figure out what works, what doesn't, what I like using, what I don't like using. Okay. Um, but then you let your eyes see the game and, and you know the personality of the player and you know how they can handle certain things in certain situations. Right. So, um, yeah, you're not letting uh, the numbers just run the game. And I think that's right. a perception that's out there. We're yeah. like, oh, the front offices are running the game. Yeah, that, that um, is the perception. That is I, I can there. tell you right now, I've yet to have one person from our front office come down and tell me, what I should have done in a game or how to run the next game or quite like that's not how we operate. Right. I can tell you that in St. Louis. Right. So interesting stuff from Ollie Marmol. Um, and, and you know who else used analytics, Ben? Connie Mack. Um, they act, people act like in the 1930s and 1940s, Connie Mack or something would walk through a, a, a locker. He had his you know, starting nine. And he walked, would feel them maybe behind the ear, give them a little look into their eyes, tongue depressor on the tongue. All right, kid, go. You got the ball today. It's not. No, they they knew that the guy across the way is hitting three sixty seven. They knew that he can't hit a curveball. Those are analytics. They've always been in baseball. I understand that you you may be overwhelmed with it. I get overwhelmed with it too. I think you can use it too much. But Ali Marmol saying, give me the info. I'll disseminate it. I will then process it and use it because I can look in Paul Rindle's eyes and know he's ready for the moment or vice versa. You know, and I think that's important. There's a, a, a melding, a marriage between yeah, the two. Yeah, I mean, two. there's a danger because if you, you know, part of what makes analytics work is that you kind of have to consistently stick with it. Sure. And if you're just kind of randomly choosing to go with the analytics sometimes and then not other times, they're not, those numbers will no longer be consistent for you. But I agree with Ali Marmol. Analytics are a tool to help your judgment make better decisions. Absolutely. Absolutely. They, you're adding to your judgment with those analytical numbers. And it sounds like the Cardinals are doing that the right way. In, if you in, told me, if you if Adam came to me and says, I have analytical statistical data that shows <clears throat> if you guys talk UC Davis basketball, your ratings are going to go up. I would say, all right, well, I'm time to dive into UC Davis basketball. I have numbers that say the, even though the you don't opposite. believe it though. Right. That's I mean the, it, See the tough part with analytics is not hey if you guys talk Padres, you know, that's a good thing for your ratings. Yeah, that's easy for us to believe. When it's something <laughs> a little more counter to what our beliefs are, that's when I think people rebel against analytics. Sure. When the numbers tell you something that your gut tells your you gut tells you differently, you, you that's have, when people don't like analytics. You gotta have you gotta have a little of both. I, I don't know of anybody that if if you're gonna just run your team based on numbers and percentages, you don't need a manager. You need a mathematician. By the way, uh, UC Davis clobbered by UCSD over the weekend and uh, falls out of first place because the Tritons now in first place in the Big West. There you go.
ratings on the rise. Ratings right on the there, rise. Right, right there. there. Yeah, right, we'll let's, uh, yeah let's push take on Woods back a little bit. If you called in, uh, just stand by. Call in later. Uh, we got Don't Do This coming up next. Wait, stand by or call in later? Stand by to call in later. <laughs> okay. Stand by <laughs> to call in later. Sorry about that, guys. Stand by. Don't Do This is coming up next with Ben and Woods on San Diego's number one sports station, 97.3 The Fan. Let's check traffic. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Don't do this. It's time for Don't Do This. What were you thinking? Three stories from the world of sports that make us all shake our heads. Why? How many times do I have to tell you? I'm sorry, I fudged up, guys. You idiot. You moron. You dumbass. The apple sometimes does far fall from the tree. Don't do this. Do not tweet that. With Ben and Woods. I like a Nickelback song or two. On 97.3 The Fan. All right, we'll jump right in. Uh, start with uh, the build-up to the Super Bowl. And, you know, it's it's distraction time. No game for two weeks. You try to minimize the outside noise and the distractions leading up to the Super Bowl. It's impossible uh, with the media commitments and everything that goes into it. The last thing you want, though, is internal distractions. You have so many external ones. The internal ones is what gets you. And the Chiefs are dealing with one right now involving... Uh, receiver Kadarius Tony. This was wild. So Tony was um, was not at the game, the AFC Championship game. He was, according to the team, both injured, dealing with hip and ankle injuries, and his uh, his 
significant other. I don't know if they're married, but they had a baby on Saturday. So a couple of reasons why he wasn't at the game. But he was listed on the injury report with hip and ankle injuries. And I think it was on the Sunday of the game. He had an Instagram live post where he was like Fist. very angry with profanity. I'm not hurt. None of that. He, he rebelled at the chief's suggestion that he was injured. Pretty big uh, accusation to level. Well, I mean, they're, you know, and the NFL takes their injury reports seriously. They have to. Usually it's the other way around, though, where you're hiding injuries from a team that you're not reporting. This this is your reporting an injury that doesn't exist. They could they could not play Tony. There's no reason. They, it's not like you have to play him if he's healthy. Yeah, you could have left him off the injury report, brought him along, yeah. and just not put him in the game. Andy Reid uh, responded to those uh, you know accusations by Tony of made up injuries yesterday. You know, obviously he's been on the injury report, so I mean, I, I got that that part as uh, that's not made up by any means, but. He's been working through some things, and um, he'll, uh, you know, he'll be back out there. Yeah, they say, you know, uh, he'll be there practice on Thursday, which is a little awkward to rejoin. Now, I don't know what really is going on behind the scenes, but in my my guesstimate would be, Kadarius Tony's had. Tough year. Rough Some year, drops. Right. He had the remember that when he lined up offsides, yes. he cost def- them the, the the great play, the lateral from from Travis Kelsey. His new <laughs> bit is deflecting balls into the uh, opposition's hands. Hand. He's done that a couple times in a row. It, it, it might have just been for the best that he I, wasn't there for the Kansas City Chiefs, and it's a very nice thing for the Chiefs to say. Well, he's hurt, and he's got he just had a new a kid, kid and, so he's not there. It's not. We don't trust him. We can't play him. We'd rather have him not be here, so that's why he's not here. I think the Chiefs are just trying not to embarrass him a little bit. I think that Patrick <laughs> Mahomes one is like, don't have him. I do not want him here. Don't even have him an option. I don't I, we don't want face. him. We don't want him in uniform. Yeah. We don't want you to even think about putting him in the I game. Better so not see him on the side. Better line. not to have him here. Yeah. And they didn't want to embarrass him. You put him on the injury report. It's fine. He's been there before. He's hurt. He's not here. I, that's what it feels like to me. I don't know why Tony would argue if. If I wasn't at a game and the team wanted to say I was hurt, I'd be fine with that. Better that, than it's a I good don't cover want, story than, than anything else. I don't want to play else. Him. Yeah, no doubt. He's he's the one that looks like the a hole here. Exactly. Uh, former NBA point guard Rajon Rondo arrested over the weekend. Got pulled over a uh, violation, a, a traffic violation. State trooper smelled marijuana cigarette on him, Ben. And uh, then they searched his car, found gun and drug paraphernalia. So uh, Rondo was taken to jail in Jackson County, Indiana. He posted bond. Now, he was not allowed to possess that firearm. He has a no-contact order against him. He's got an emergency protective order filed by a woman uh, in 2022. So he's in uh, a little bit of hot water, apparently threatened her with a gun. Said she, she said she feared for the safety of her children that he had a history of volatile, erratic, and explosive behavior. So he's uh, in a little bit of hot water. We'll see how that shakes out. He's done, though. He's not playing basketball Yeah, no, he is, uh, he just retired. he's retired. Yeah. He's, he's out of the game. Uh, finally, a little do-do this for a Tuesday. D-D mega do-do. This is a little bit visual. If you're on the YouTube stream, uh, Polly can can play the video. This comes from the, uh, the Holy Cross Boston University basketball game last night. And uh, so if you're seeing the YouTube stream, you're seeing the Holy Cross water polo team while Boston University, one of their players was at the free throw line. You know how <laughs> the student section tries to distract usually. 
They ran out in all of their speedos. speedos. Like they must have been just like finishing practice or something, <laughs> dancing around behind the scenes. I thought it was pretty clever and pretty funny. They ran in, they ran out, all of them wearing nothing but speedos. This is not a giant arena. This is a fairly oh smaller my gym. God. <laughs> he made the free throws. He made though. both of the free throws though. So good for the uh, good for the shooter from Boston University who uh, Ethan Okawusa who ignored the distraction of, you know, eight very scantily clad college students and nailed both of the free throws at the line, <laughs> despite one of the more inspired distractions of the game. However, Holy Cross did rally to win the game 65-63. to 63. So if they want to think uh, their swim team antics or their water polo team antics had something to do with it, good for them. You see the bodies on those guys? I was always very jealous of the water polo players. It's unbelievable. They have to tread water. That whole time, I did. Same. I told you, I did water polo for a semester in college. You did, yeah. I think I don't know if I remember. Like I don't intramural, that at all. yeah, intramural, <laughs> like water polo PE class. Exhausting, isn't it? It was the hardest sport I have ever done. And and so I understand too that it it's a bit violent <laughs> oh. and rough, a little bit out there in the very water. Very much. And so the class was filled. I mean, there were some regular students, but there was. A lot of the guys who weren't, weren't good enough to be like on the water polo team, but probably played in high school and just wanted to do it for fun. So sure. there were some well built guys, and Whoa. they'd like wear speedos. I just wear the normal like <laughs> swim trunks. I'm not. No I'm not wearing. No I'm not wearing a speedo. <laughs> no no chance. So I just wore the normal. You know, like board short trunks. That's out like, there in his jail. The That's out there in his yeah. jams. <laughs> Not wearing a speedo, no chance. I'm wearing a speedo in public. Ever. Question: when, Ever when you when you signed up for the class, I would get the feeling of like, yeah, I'll sign up for water. I'll get some exercise. I felt really good exercise. And like, then, okay, that can be fun. But then, I mean, it was good. It's good swimmer. On the least. walk back to the car after signing my name on the dotted line, I would have gone. Oh, no. Oh, no. Do I have to wear a speedo? I never really thought about it. Just, there's no chance. And no one ever made me. I just wore the regular. The, you didn't wear the shorts. the requisite no, speedo. I did not wear. It was, no one said I had to, so I didn't Have you guys it. ever worn a speedo? I've never even worn tried a, one I've on. I've never even tried a speedo on. No. I don't know that you would find a more disgusting picture than the three of us in speedos. <laughs> I really. Because there's you have to like. It's so common. Like in Europe, people yes. at the beach. All the guys, that's all they wear is speedos. You'd Why? Be, you'd look weird if what you were in the trunks. What is the purpose of a speedo? Aerodynamics? You're, in, you're laying out no at the beach. I have no idea. Oh, tan line, Tan maybe? line, I guess. Yeah. I wouldn't. I think of. I'm telling you. We do a lot of bets. I wouldn't think. <laughs> for anything. And, and the weird thing is, it's. I mean, I guess it's kind of a modesty issue, but my lower, like my lower half, is definitely my better half. So, like showing yeah. off my legs and stuff wouldn't isn't really the problem. <laughs> Not what I meant. But. When we did our live stream out at Fantasy Camp, this dude had his shorts basically hiked <laughs> up as high. high. Your creamy, thick t- thighs. We're well I've just been sp- working out more in my thigh. They've just been getting more muscular, which causes the shorts to ride up a little bit more. Miley in the chat says, I like a man in a Speedo. No, you don't. You absolutely <laughs> don't. There's no way you like a man You like a college water polo player <laughs> of course. in a Speedo. You have but to. we're not college water polo players. Jeff says they're super comfy. I wear they them are? when I swim. They don't look super comfy. Bro, I couldn't. says, I was opposed for so long, and oh. then I tried it. 
I guess you can't can't knock it if you haven't tried oh, it. Oh, I'll absolutely but I also knock it. Don't I'll really knock swim. it and knock it. Yeah, I don't swim. If you're swimming laps in the pool, like at the Y I can for see exercise, it but being good. But like when, the only time I get in the pool is like in Vegas at the hotel, and I'm just kind of sitting there sipping a drink. I don't need to be in a speedo for that. I'll give you. I will give you one thousand dollars. <laughs> I will give you a thousand dollars cash if no. the next time you go to Vegas, shoot, that could you, be for a couple nights. You rock, <laughs> and I mean nothing but a speedo, speedo your slides and sit by the pool. And I need like, I need like fifty minutes of video so that I know you didn't change nah, the meal. Not like, it's not worth not it. Worth it. It, you have to you have to groom, you know, like right. you don't want like no loose hairs because that's what you see in Europe. The, yeah. You see, you're like, hey, 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 what are you hiding down there? You got a wig, merkin? Like it's <laughs> absolutely <laughs> disgusting, man. Uh, you can see kind of the outline of oh, things in a speedo absolutely, too. Absolutely, man. It's got um, a lot left like to the imagination. Sign. Absolutely, it's a division <laughs> sign. That's exactly right. <laughs> So gross. <laughs> if you're a speedo wearer out there, I, mean, I guess I understand, but I really And don't. you see them occasionally like on the beach here, but when a guy wears them here, that's a statement. If you wear you a speedo are to the beach. Fearless, dude. Yeah, a plum smuggler. <laughs> <laughs> oh god, it hurts. Oh yeah. That's no good. That is no good. Miley, I don't believe you for a second that you like a man in a speedo. I really don't believe I don't believe it. I've never Michael Phelps doesn't look good in them. No one looks good in them, I don't think. Megan says, make it 1500 and I'll do it. <laughs> It'd be the best money I ever spent in my life. <laughs> Just pull poor Polly. How bad would you be? The walk from your room... Down to the oh, pool, just robe. chilling yeah, in the elevator. Open robe, though. you got to be open robe. Open robe. Short open <laughs> robe all the way down in the elevator <laughs> through the casino. I, I wonder how much we can raise to get this. <laughs> it ain't worth it. It's not worth it. Bro, I'm telling you. I'm telling you. It'd be like, it'd have to be $20,000 for me to do it. 20000 and that is Don't and Do Do This for a Tuesday. <laughs> that was Don't Do This with Ben and Woods on 97.3 The Fan. I love so much that you wore your jams in the pool instead of your Speedo. I'm not wearing this thing. I'm not wearing that thing. I'll just wear my normal. <laughs> yes, I have a rash guard on. Don't worry about it. Did you play basketball in jeans or sweatpants, too? Like, I'm not wearing shorts. That is so good. Oh, I had a trade that went down in baseball last night, as well. It didn't really involve teams that we're that interested in, but something was happening. Uh, we can get into the move and the prospects to watch at spring training, including uh, some Padres making the list of former GM Jim Bowden. Benny, I got an interesting thought on this. Did the Polanco move we're about to talk about, did that basically set the market for a Jake Cronenworth? Interesting. You know? Uh, we'll uh, get into that trade coming up next here with Ben Woods on 97.3 The Fan.
T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. There's a little postscript to my water polo story. I did learn eventually why water polo players wear their Speedos, and it's not simply to show off their plums, their perfect bodies. Oh. Um, water polo is an incredibly, like, under the water, you're constantly, like, kicking and pushing and grabbing and fighting, like, like a basketball player fighting for position in the key, except you're also doing it while treading water. You push guys down, like, under the water a lot. It's very <laughs> violent. It's a very violent physical sport. Uh, that I did not totally realize how how physical it was, <laughs> and the pool, the 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 school pool was only about a block from my dorm, so I just walk. You know, great weather, Southern California, flip flops, bathing suit, t shirt, and my towel, and I just go, and then I'd walk back and change. I didn't bring like all my clothes every time. So one late in the semester, we had a big, you know, we're matches and we're fight, you know, I'm in I'm the big guy, so I'm in the middle there and I'm battling with the guy and he's pushing and he absolutely completely rips my pants. Like <laughs> to the point where I have to now hold them on or they are going to fall off because oh, oh, oh my goodness completely like ripped all the way down the side. <laughs> I just so, drooled by the way. <laughs> so I it's it's right at the end, so I get out and I I put my towel on but I have to like I have to like hold my pants oh from my falling off the entire time until I can get back to the dorm to change because, well, that's why you wear speedos and water polo. Less fabric to grab yeah, onto. It's actually sense. a competitive advantage to have um, less material there for other other guys to rip at and fight at and pull on. Should do it nude. It really would be the best way. <laughs> but then they could. That's true. Whoop. There'd be other things to grab, right? Out, so. Which is yeah. not good. It's not what you want in the. Pool. So there's my water polo story. Well, Polly made a good point as well about our bet. You know, I said I'll give you thousand dollars if you go to Vegas. He goes, you know what? I would if I, I had. To if you it. had to do it, gun to your head, Vegas would be the place because you see the dregs of the earth in Vegas. You, you can be anybody all. you want in Las. No Vegas. one bats an eye at anything in at Vegas. Anything. anything. You're like, oh, there's Elvis with his wiener hanging out. He's if walking you, down the street. If you told me, hey, we're going to go down and film a video of you in a Speedo down in PB, you're going to walk up and down Garnett. <laughs> we're going to have lunch at Shore Club. Bro, the, it's a $20,000 is my minimum. fee. That's exactly right. Like, minimum. That's exactly right. Not oh. a chance, but Vegas, you're like, eh. Already seen it all. I can Vegas. be anybody I want in right. Las Vegas. Anybody I want. I love that. I love that. So I'm interested to see how Woods uh, has an idea of potentially tying a trade that went down yesterday that had nothing to do with the Padres 
And let's make it have to do with the Padres just a little bit. We'll get to that after a check of traffic here on 97.3 The Fan. So the Minnesota Twins pulled off a deal yesterday that did not involve outfielder Max Kepler, who we have speculated as a possible trade target for the Padres needing outfield help. But their other big piece that they've been potentially looking to move this offseason, second baseman Jorge Polanco, did go to the Seattle Mariners in a four-for-one exchange with the Twins receiving a couple of major league players, including uh, pitcher Anthony DiSclefani, uh, and then some minor leaguers, including uh, their number five prospect. Number, I got uh, number three prospect. Number three, Gabriel Gonzalez, yep. uh, as well as reliever Justin Topa. Uh, in that deal as well, cash considerations, the deal was announced uh, last night. Uh, obviously, Seattle getting a, a solid player uh, in Polanco, who I believe is going into the last year of his contract. They exercised a $10.5 million option, so uh, they're getting something for him before he hits free agency. The Mariners uh, trying to, to reload and still compete there in the AL West. Uh, the Twins... You know, they're in the central. They feel like you can always compete in the central, and they're trying to get younger and, you know, address other needs with this trade. You know, it's rare that when you see a trade come down, it's usually what's our natural inclination? Ooh, that Team X got fleeced, right? I looked at this trade yesterday and I went, yeah, it's good. It's good for both teams. Uh, I really, I think it is. I think it's it, Seattle's in kind of a, a win now mode, and as are the Twins, Ben. They want to win as well. Um, but they got, I mean, uh, Topa's going to be great. I mean, he's a back back of the bullpen type guy. Um, two sixty one ERA last year, sixty one Ks and sixty nine innings. He's nasty. He's got nasty, nasty stuff. He's going to help the Twins tremendously. Uh, Disclafani, I feel bad for that guy, man. He's just kind of bounced around over and over, but he'll be able to compete for a rotation spot. Uh, Gabriel Gonzalez, as we mentioned, as you said, number five prospect. I had number three prospect, number seventy nine overall. They're getting help in their in their minor leagues, and uh, Darren Bowen was the other throw, and he's going to just give you some depth. But it got me thinking. I looked at the numbers uh, between. Jorge Polanco and Jake Cronenworth. Polanco is a 30-year-old infielder with one all-star appearance. Jake Cronenworth, 30-year-old infielder with two all-star appearances. Uh, Polanco had about 100 points higher in OPS uh, in a lot fewer at-bats than Jake did last year. Hit only four more home runs. Hit 30 points higher in batting average. And I thought, all right, so does that set the market for... Decent average second baseman. No, it does not. Well, I mean, the biggest, you know, in this day and age, the production is not the biggest issue. It's the contract. And, you know, Seattle is not worried. You know, it's not a long term deal. It's one year, 10 million with Jake. It's seven years. It's 70 million. He's up to, he goes, Jake goes through, he'll make $12 million a year to the end of the 2030 season. Now, $12 million a year, Ben, is not, that's not. Now, now, if Jake comes back and has a good season, yeah. it changes the equation. It changes everything. But, but right now, Jake is, I mean, he's like radioactive at this point, I think. I that think contract that for bad. other teams. It's not that uh, Not for us. Bad. Not for the Padres, necessarily. But Everyone's just, acting like he's going to be making Hosmer money. He's but I just don't think Hosmer there's any money. market for it right now. Well, but knowing the Padres have looked to, and I don't want him gone, uh, but knowing the Padres have looked to trade him, you see what... Another team is able to get, and I don't think you could get the same haul. I don't, but I do think you could get something. I I was looking to see. Okay, so the Mar- the Twins are obviously dealing. So could Max Kepler be next? Uh, did this open up a hole at second base? I don't know. What's their plan to replace Polanco? Uh, is uh, you know Hassan Kim someone they might target? I you know I don't know if they're adding someone, but that's a, a smaller salary. 
than Polanco was making. Yeah. And I thought, well, Kepler is someone the Padres could use, and then maybe a pitcher as well. Didn't see a lot of starting pitchers that I thought that they would be making available, though. They're kind of in need still as well, so they're not in a position to deal pitching at least, which leaves just and I, I wouldn't do a Kepler for Kim trade. No, I feel like God, that's a big no. that would be a big loss for the Padres. You're getting a you're getting basically a less valuable player. You're getting someone who is in you know, has injury concerns more than, than Kim did. That's just not valuable enough. So even if they were looking for a second baseman, not a deal I would pursue. Yep. So Yeah, you know. I, I just you know, you wonder and, and I don't know how many teams are are in the market and think that they you know they look at, at a guy like Crony and say no no we can we can fix him you know we can fix him he's certainly valuable in the infield can play every position I would imagine uh, if, if called upon and you know you look at it his the highest his deals ever know is twelve million bucks a year that's it it's, I mean which is not nothing but it's not Eric Hosmer number no I think it's the seven years though is, yeah it's is, the, the being locked in till twenty thirty that's the issue and, and again. Jake could rebound quickly with that value with a decent season. But right now, I just can't see another team yeah. wanting to give up anything of value well, at least. Got, I mean, you'd, if, you'd, you'd be the one throwing in a Justin exactly. Topa, you know what I mean, exactly. to, get, to get rid exactly. of that deal, which you don't want to do yeah. uh, necessarily. But, you know, you, you could look at it and go, okay, well, this is the this is the – and I don't even want to call them comparable players. I think Polanco is probably a better player right now. Their season last year, and he's been doing it a lot longer. But again, I mean, if teams are willing to to wheel and deal, get out from under things. You know, I, I think that I think you just explained it well. Though the reason I think Jake will not be traded anytime soon is that he's too valuable for the Padres to add prospects just to get rid of. Correct. But he's not valuable enough for anyone to take on or give up anything for because of that contract, which means there's really no way for the Padres and another team without... You know, going through a lot of mental gymnastics to come up with any reasonable Jay Cronenworth trade at this point. Yeah, I, I, I like I said, I think he's going to be here. My I, gut, I do too. My gut tells me right now he's he's probably your starting first baseman again. Um, yeah, you know, at this moment he most definitely he most is. definitely is today for sure. All right, um, yesterday uh, Jim Bowden, the former GM who now works for the Athletic, came out with his list of the forty young prospects he's most excited to see during uh, spring training. Had three Padres on the list: uh, Ethan Salas. No, no surprise there. Everyone's excited to see the development of one of the top youngest prospects in baseball at seventeen years old. He put Dylan Lesko on his list, uh, which is. Also, not surprising, he didn't get a Major League uh, camp invitation from the Padres, but his stuff is uh, electric, and I know that scouts are are really excited about it. The one that surprised me is he put Michael King on his list, and I I never really considered King to be a prospect. Right. Uh, You know, he's been in the big leagues for the better part of up and down, obviously, but for four or five years now. Yeah. He's 28 years old, and I'd say he's past the stage of prospects. I, I think he probably thinks the same thing. <laughs> so <laughs> He saw that and goes, what the hell? Big what am, thing, I, what am things, I doing on this list? Big things for me. Uh, I do like the fact that you know a guy like Bowden is excited about Michael King sure. and wants to see what he can do with the San Diego Padres. I am also excited to see Michael King. Maybe more excited than anyone else when we go to spring training next month to see in person uh only because I've seen the other guys you know for the most part that are on the team up close and he's one that is intriguing and new and new things are fun in spring training so I'm definitely excited to see him I just I'm surprised he'd land on a list of prospects felt like that day had passed a couple of years ago 
Yeah, I mean, there's five other Padres prospects right. that like Snelling. I'm really excited to see for sure. Yeah, Marcy, and, and I mean, there's a ton. Is, is it Jackson just, Merrill? Yeah, you know, Jackson not on Merrill, the list there. Not on the but. list. That's interesting. Well, I mean, he had to do. There's 30 teams. He had to do 40 guys. So uh, that that did that did feel a little bit odd. Uh, he says about he says about Dylan Lesko. I want to see how the Padres are working with him on his delivery to achieve more consistent release point, which should reduce the walks. He has wow, raw stuff. Uh, and Salas, considered the best catching prospect in baseball, the best overall prospect in the Padres system. He's only 17 years old. He did not disappoint uh, in his first pro season, making it all the way to double A. Everyone in the sport wants to see him this spring. He is one of the guys, too. We're going to be out there in a few weeks. Yeah, man. Like, he's one of those guys I can't wait to post up and just watch him work. Um, it is that position. He's like Fernando Tatis Jr. in that sense. And you want to just go watch him. Like when they brought Fernando over from Chicago, they, they invited him out to Petco Park for a game. And I just happened to be down there on the field for batting practice. And when he walked in, everyone just stopped. Yeah. And he was a kid. He was 17. Yeah. And you're like, I can tell. You're gonna, he's like he's gonna fill that uniform out. Yeah, he's gonna he's got he's got it. First I don't time, know what it is, but he's got it. And first, when we were out at fantasy camp uh, two weeks ago. Every time Ethan Salas walked down the hallway, you just kind of stopped. You're like, wow. I remember oh. the first time we ever interviewed uh, Fernando Tatis Jr. You just had that that there was that aura, you know, about him. Like, oh, this is not too big for you at all. Like you you're gonna be just fine, you know. I mean, I know he grew up around the game and in ballparks and stuff, but there's certain guys you see and they're like. Wide-eyed, he was not. He was like, all right, this is baseball. <laughs> I, now, we didn't get to see a, a Salas in a, in a game in person, but we saw him on one of the backfields, didn't we, last year when we went? I think so, yeah. Well, I, saw, uh, it's I saw him walking from yeah. the backfield. I didn't actually go see him. Catching at all. Catching, uh, but I'd, I'd like to see him up close. Salas? Yeah. In a bullpen I session. Was he here last spring? He yeah, was there. yeah, he was there last spring. Yeah, I, I remember him he, walking and, and signing autographs. He got into kids. a couple of the games he did. Uh, later in spring training in the big league club. Got a couple knocks, too. Um, yeah, that's right. But I, I remember watching him at fantasy camp in that drill that will be in my mind forever. <laughs> uh, just just an incredible, incredible talent. So excited about the future for him. So, uh, yeah, just, um, you know, we will definitely be doing a little prospect watching, and that's okay. Doesn't mean you're not also excited about the major league team trying to win, but this is definitely feels like a, a a newer direction for the San Diego Padres, a blending of the the old and new. And hopefully they can make it work for them, like the yeah. Texas Rangers made it work for them last season. We'll look forward to that, Greg. All right, uh, we still have two hours to go. Uh, if you missed it, we pushed back uh, Take on Wood. So we'll get to that coming up here at maybe 810? Yeah. Uh, when we come back, uh, reset and then do it like uh, an hour later. So if you want to get online early uh, in the next couple of minutes, you can uh, hold on at 833-288-0973. Still have our musical trivia game, chance to qualify for the Getaway to Las Vegas, concert tickets and more at the Westgate, 833-288-0973. Have that coming up. Um, we had A.J. Cassival writing yesterday about the Padres pitching staff. You know, How do they fill it out? We talked uh, a little bit this morning about... Michael Lorenzen and, you know, the free agent possibility that exists there. What about the in-house options? You know, how do you think it's going to shake out coming up in spring training beyond the first three starters? Uh, We'll talk about that coming up as well. Two hours down, two hours to go. Glad to have you with us on a Tuesday morning. Bennett Woods, not wearing Speedos at the moment on San Diego's number one sports station, 97.3 The Fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, 
You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 